everybody. Uh, welcome to the Matt and Alex show. My name is Matt. This is episode number Ocho, number eight. The Ocho. And we are super pumped to have you with us. We've got a great uh, show today. We've got very a, great. Oh, uh, Tim Johnson. This guy is like legend. Legend. I think he actually invented podcasts. He did. So that is a correct statement. So, so <laughs> to have him joining us today is monumental for the, yes. the, the Matt and Alex show. So we are a big fan and you're going to hear from him later, uh-huh. uh, but we have well, what's our, happening now, Alex. Oh man. It just seems like there's stuff going on at all times. We are, can you believe this? We are in a new month. Happy new month. Yes. It is March and uh, we're just marching along in 2022. I'm, you know, I'm excited to, to be in March. Hey, I'll tell you what. There is a feel out there right now that is nice. Yeah. It's just, it just seems like uh, it's, I'm just hugging people these days. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I mean, those, I'm not doing those, that, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Those a couple guys at the grocery store that I've never met before, yeah. they're still scratching their head. They don't yeah, know they what's don't happening. Yep. But, you know, but hey, no, but it is but, nice. You know, there's nothing like a good hug over like some fresh produce. You know what I mean? I, I mean, know. What, you know, could you believe it? So, I mean, mm. I looked at what is your the, fresh? What do you have a favorite fresh produce? Pear, pears. Pear. I love pears. That's funny that you said pear because I'm gonna say plums. Oh, hmm. now the thing about for me, I usually prefer pretty much all of my <laughs> fresh produce, fruit in particular, to be a little bit more on the firm side, like not yeah, yeah, super yeah, yeah. ripe. Like I, yeah. I don't want my pear to be so ripe that when I bite into it, it mm. is a juicy slobbery mess like i don't want that i don't like this, it it's this is helping me understand your enneagram number matt i what oh i don't that's... know what that means we have to... we should we should definitely talk about that sometime because i don't know anything about it Ooh, i think i, I have pe- someone who we could have come talk about it I who's know. like a yeah enneagram there person. Anyway, Anyways, we're not talking so about my personality now we're gonna move on no one of the things that's bothering me right now is the whole mlb thing okay with the major league baseball I, I love baseball. I love I know baseball that. I know that more do. than I Matt loves that. ice fishing. And I appreciate and, that about you. And I love it. And it just makes me sad because I am a stupid enough fan. Can you, so for those I of will us still who, watch games. Well, yeah. So for those of us who don't really pay attention to that, can you give us like a, like what's the elevator? Update? I really or think like what's happening. They're mad. Just, like who's mad. What's happening. Well, and this is how, I I don't know. I think what's happening is money, Matt. I think it well, comes down to money. Yeah, and I think so. It's them not, not agree- owners. That- owners want some more playoff games. Players want some more money. Okay. So there you go. So I, I mean, is think- that really is that what it comes down to? Like yes, owners want think- to see some more games, more games, some or rule like, changes, not play as many. The, they really want the more guaranteed money at the beginning of your career. I don't know. Players do. The players do right. And then the and, owners and exchange are like, the owners well, want what more games play Yeah. Some rule changes and some okay. games. And to be honest, if you want more money, play better. Go into ministry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bingo. Oh. <laughs> Nailed it. Play, so that's play what's on my mind. Baseball. Play better wow. baseball. Wow. You'd be a better player. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, so now there's some international uh, drafts and all that, but anyway, okay, okay. I just want it to be done. I want. So I there's does, nothing. Spring begins for me when I hear a. Bat, yeah, when do pitcher and catchers like report? It's past, dude. Oh, it, man, 
Yeah. Oh, they were already this supposed to. This is a big deal. Still, oh. If they don't come up with an agreement wow. today, which is today is Monday, March 1st, or right. whatever today is, Tuesday, March 1st. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. If they don't come up with an agreement today, that could potentially delay the season, which would be stupid. So, stupid. I mean, in all, there's a lot of things happening in the world. Some are, are really, really horrible. Correct. Um, and this is all micro compared to yeah, what's right, happening. Right. But at the same time, what I'm trying to say is I like an added thing, right? We, I'm not sure how many more things <laughs> we can all bear. Correct. Right. Where it's like, it's funny again, how please, everyone, please understand. I am not equating the ridiculous no. aggression that Russia is doing to Ukraine. That's absurd. It is. Yes. It is evil. It is abhorrent. And we should do more as a country. That's my opinion. But so I'm not saying that's the same as like, you know, collective bargaining agreement with the <laughs> baseball players, but do you know what I'm like? It's like a hundred percent. It's another it's a, thing. It's like, we, Oh man. I felt like we had a week and a half of not, you know, having to worry about anything in our culture here. And that shows you how blessed we are. Right. Yeah. Because most places never get a week and a half, but like yep. COVID numbers are going down and war wasn't happening. Yeah, and we were so used to before mm-hmm. not having to worry. But there's just now it's just little things. So what's going new? Do you have anything it sets new? Us I, off. Yeah, I so I yeah. went to the Indianapolis boat sport and travel show. Gosh. Uh good for you. Last week. And I saw uh, your pictures. Yes. With and your rod. You know, it's I did get a new crappie rod. Yes. And it's not to be confused with crappie because it's spelled C-R-A-P-P-I-E. Okay. Yeah. So I'm carrying around this. This new rod, it's not, it wasn't anything fancy. It was like 30 bucks or something. Uh, and, and so I'm carrying around this rod and it's actually, the actual brand, like the tag says Mr. Crappie, C-R-A-P-P-I-E, right? Not crappy, crappie. And that's the tag. That's the brand of the rod. It's the, And whatever, right? I didn't really care what the brand was. I, it was 30 bucks. It was like, oh yeah, I need one of these. Like, cool. I need. You do. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking around the show, the the state fairground and going to different booths checking out. I, I got some really cool like hand tied jigs and i'm thinking i'm going to probably start tying my own jigs but that'll be another show for another time and so i'm walking around doing these things and this older gentleman i got my back to like the the rest of the show this older gentleman comes up and i'm there with my my friend phil and phil sees this guy coming up i don't this older gentleman comes up grabs my rod and is like hey give me my rod and i'm like Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, my, it's all good. My bad. <laughs> like no worries. I was just, I mean, and I'm like, he's like, you're trying to steal my rod. And I'm like, I no, man, I'm it's all good. I just keeping it safe for you. I was just holding it for you. I just want to make sure. So yeah, here you go. Like, and I'm just thinking here's like this fun old guy, like, you know, here's yeah. this cool, fun old guy who's, you know, trickster and, and yeah. whatever. And my friend, <laughs> Phil, he's cracking up. And I am, I'm just rolling with it. Like, yeah, dude. Okay. I'm like, I'm just holding it for you. And the guy goes to Phil, he looks at him. He's like, he has no idea who I am. And I said, sir, I absolutely have no idea who you are. I, I do not know you. You told him that to his face. Absolutely. Mr. Times. Crappy himself. Mr. Carpy. Crappy. Crappy. I told him that multiple times. You told him to. So, who so then my buddy Phil is like, you? This, That's great. My buddy Phil is like, this is Mr. Crappie. And I was like, what? He's like, wow. you, you are holding his rod. Like, you just purchased his rod. 
like the tag and, now, and i'm like looking at the i'm sure enough like his picture is on the tag it's stinking mr crappie right there and then i'm like wait that is what? amazing no way. you're like a legend to people who pay attention to this stuff like whoa yeah. you know and so then he i mean super nice guy and he starts chatting with us for a little bit and and just that's funny, awesome your you pictures know? on facebook were pretty good yeah i got you know i got if I was it like, helps you i was like dude we got it can we get a picture together and he's kind of like he was like yeah of course you know and and now granted he also wanted to try to sell us on another rod you know that mm, that was, was his he's like oh now if you want to this is a sweet this one. is it this is like holding air i mean it was pretty nice i didn't get it but it was and that was my well, run-in with mr if, crappie if it makes you and, feel any better if i would have run into him i wouldn't have known who he was either so i there you go yeah that yeah yeah, it does help. That's pretty like, awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was cool. like a, you know, just a fun thing. I'm like, I mean, yeah. for those of you who don't know and don't care, which I was pretty much. Oh, there, I'm like, glad that I know this, about Mr. Carpy. This guy's, I mean, this guy's brand is everywhere. If you are I'm, a fisherman, I'm excited to check this out. Like his brand is all over the place. Mr. Crappie brand. It's like it's legit. That's new. Well, my uh, to, it makes me my daughter, my youngest daughter wants to have a fishing pole. We have a little oh. pond, and so yes. Uh, but her birthday's coming up, and so I will. Gonna I am going to ask Mr. Crappy show up for the birthday maybe, party. Yeah, he's like, going to like the yeah. clown. Yeah, and so he'll be there. No, but I do ask for prayer because this is what's coming up for me is that I think we're and don't but anybody go texting her and telling her my daughter's turning seven don't go listen to these <laughs> yeah, show notes okay. and go yeah. jump up and tell her or whatever right, listen to the right. show but uh she uh, i think we're i'm gonna be putting together a ginormous trampoline for her oh dear we haven't yeah so i might just end up in the er putting it together yeah but let alone you know did you see did you gr- kids like did you grow up with a trampoline no huh. i don't know this is sort of one of those things yeah huh. did it change your life mm. no i mean no, some people uh, like to jump. We took our youth no. I mean, it was to, fun. Yeah, it was fun. We like, took our kids to our youth group kids to Sky Zone, which is a big trampoline yeah, place. Yeah. I mean, that's a little and bit I, different than like having a trampoline yeah, yeah, in your yeah. backyard. But but I was like, I didn't realize that. I thought maybe they'd be like, this is where I came for a birthday party. But now they're like, oh, they loved it. So anyway, yeah. so is it gonna have the like cage like where you I think can they do, all like, come that way? Yeah, the cage fighting, rest, like you can do, like cage WrestleMania, fighting. like the yeah. yes, the cage matches. So. We'll uh, see. It might be the next show we do. It might be a show where I say the greatest laying, mistake. Say you're going to be laying in a hospital bed or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's a good chance. I, you know, we did not have the, the cage around ours yeah, growing up. Yeah. So if you just, you launched off, you were, you're gonna, you're in the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. My wife grew up going to her friends. Yep. So, but I'm checking my insurance policy, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Can you, do you, uh, will it, I don't know what your yard looks like. Will they be able to jump from the trampoline into the pond? Because that could be epic. Think about it. Just we think about where you, work. Yeah, think about where you place that it. Because, man. <laughs> anyway, hey, that's enough about this. Because, man, I am excited for uh, our guest today. He has been a mentor to Matt and I. And um, there, are, there have been uh, people that I've met in my journey of being in ministry that have had the impact on me but i'm going to say that this guy has one of the biggest impact on me over the years and uh, he's just always there he's never uh he's never absent and that says a lot about someone who's in ministry because uh it's a busy life yeah and so there's a I'm consistency excited. you know that he he models this consistency that's just 
Well, that's good. Something, you know? It's true. And so uh, we're acting like he's not listening to what we're saying right now about him, but he oh is Oh my gosh, listening. he's here. Oh, but uh, anyway, uh, but I am so glad that Tim, you are here. Um, thank you for doing ministry with us. And thank you for taking the time right now to yeah. be on this show. Uh, because you- I think I told both of y'all, I think this is my big break. I think this is it. I've been bringing <laughs> for my big break. Yeah. I've been wanting to be famous for years and years and yes. years. And I think- this is it. Look what this show has already done for Matt. He's already met celebrities. Mr. Right, Carpe. Really. I mean, yep. Mr. Mr. Carpe? Uh, yeah. Carpe. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. Carpe. So yeah. Yeah, and and I've, I've already hired an agent, and we're ready this afternoon <laughs> to receive the phone calls and uh, the deals. Yeah. So I'm thinking about tomorrow, right. I'll have some, some contracts. And so I'm excited. I'm excited. Good. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. How are you doing, man? How are you doing? You doing good these days? doing well uh i'm a hugger you mentioned hugging i'm yes. a hugger and i've had to learn in ministry not everyone is right it's uh yeah so you know of course i'm careful you know with uh, with hugging uh ladies and women but i'm a i'm a hugger of men i like to yes. i like to bear hug men and i have this habit now that i think i'm kind of like uh, I feel like I'm a coach sometimes I'm hugging a man, you know, I'm just hugging, bear hug him, and, and sometimes a little bit longer than they're comfortable with. And so as I release them sometimes, and maybe either one of you have gotten a little kind of the, 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 the little fist bump to the chest or something. So mm -hmm. I'll do that from time to time. And I did that one time. Um, this was a friend of mine, kind of a, wasn't even a friend of mine. It was coming, to, they were coming to the church. I didn't really know them well, gave them a pretty good hug and then just gave them a little pop on the chest. And the eyes, the wife, uh, the eyes of the wife got really wide. And I looked at her and I said, yes. She said, he had a pacemaker put in Sunday. <laughs> and yes. you're like, okay. Yeah. I don't, Boom. I don't fist bump people. I don't fist bump men's chest anymore. I just, no, I just that's a good people. idea. Yeah. So I'm learning oh in ministry. Gosh. I'm 57 years old. I'm still learning in ministry. Just saying. So how has the, how has having to navigate the pandemic impact mm. your hugginess oh my gosh like are you just withdraw like we just going through withdrawal oh yeah it, it was actually kind of that's a great question man because it was kind of hard um for us um and i don't know if i'm an extrovert or introvert you talk about enneagram i don't know i think i have a my daughter gave me my enneagram number i've not ever taken the enneagram but mm -hmm. she's right. given me my number like, it's oh, witchcraft <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding i'm kidding I'll just go with it but, but I know if Enneagram, whatever the number is, they're hugging has to be probably part of it. And um, I don't know if I'm extrovert, introvert. I think I'm a little combination of both. But yeah, it is. It was a struggle to yeah. not connect like that because I've been here at Firmer Shampoo for, this is my 18th year. And, you know, in like dog years, that's like 147. Right. Um, you know, kind of like Methodist <laughs> years, you know, it's just crazy. And so I've been here, I've been blessed to be here 17 years and I've got some great connections, but I, I've, you know, there's a whole bunch of folk I've, I've hugged and so yeah I had to stop hugging for a while and we're kind of back to that but I have to now look yeah. there's just kind of this pause I look and just kind of this this supernatural glance okay are you right. going in if you're right. going in I'm going in but if you're right. not I'm not <laughs> so you have it's to kind true. of judge it now so yeah well, so I think there is a theology oh yeah. go ahead no Matt, oh, sorry. no I was just gonna say I think there is a theology of embrace too you know I mean I know that people use that but I mean I think we see the prodigal you know coming yeah. home to dad yeah. and i love that you know i love that but uh, i'm short so like <laughs> when i hug people like 
my head's always tucked under their armpit. You know? <laughs> so I'm always like the, you, I give them my bear hug and it's like around the yeah. waist and like, I'm like right here. And I'm like, Hey guys, you know, yeah. so I'm the little guy. And I love the theology of embrace. And I actually embrace, see what I did there. I embrace that theology. Mm-hmm. See what yeah. I did there. And, mm-hmm. But a lot of my hugs after church, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty, I move around a lot and I'm, it's true. I'm I've witnessed it. Sweaty. A lot yes. of my hugs are kind of sweaty hugs. Yeah, yeah. But I will tell you, when I hug, uh, uh, sometimes when I hug men, it just, <laughs> it, I know it sounds weird. No, it's that's this good. is exactly why we brought you on. <laughs> <laughs> but it breaks them, man. It breaks them. And yes, and they will, and you talk about theology, Alex. So many times their daddy didn't hug them. Um, they never got that embrace. Yeah. And they don't even know that their father in heaven embraces them. So not to go real deep right now, yes. but right, yeah. I, I just, I, that's uh, part of the hug is just not my personality, but part of it is I, I've seen God move. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, I the, agree. Yep. Y'all, yeah. So anyway, but we didn't bring you to talk about hugs, but <laughs> I, well, I mean, I'm, glad, I'm glad we went that this that way. Happened. Yes. Yeah. But, but you're right on, man. I, I, I think, I think even me, I've, when through the pandemic, when I saw people hugging, like in TV shows or whatever I was watching, it like made me miss it. That's just crazy. But anyway, but we brought you here because you uh, are, we, lo- I love your approach to ministry. I love the way how you, um, you can take what God has given you. And in the midst of like uh, some struggles, you have been able to been in, be in a place where you then see the beauty come right? You see, you can, the stump of Jesse, and then all of a sudden you have the branch that is born that bears fruit and you get to see that. And that's really cool. But one of the things that you've been talking about recently that I've been able to hear uh, you speak on, and then also have some conversations with you about is this idea of church versus kingdom, churchy people versus kingdom minded people. Can you give us sort of just that like breakdown of what do you mean by that? And we can just go on after that a little bit. So the quote that I sometimes drop that was, I think, dropped in my heart and my spirit at some point was uh, kind of a, a pretty radical kind of shaky up kind of quote. And um, I call it kind of a John the Baptist kind of quote, you know, that says um, there are two kinds of folk in Christendom, church folk and kingdom folk. And the quote kind of goes like this, church folk are not good for the kingdom and kingdom folk are never welcomed in the church Oof. yeah and and, and i know that's like hard and kind of like like you said uh, matt oof but all you got to do you don't it's not you don't even need you don't necessarily need practical experience although we i think we've all had practical experience of that mm-hmm. all you got to do is look at jesus's very first sermon back in his hometown and when you look at luke 4 you know, um, Jesus has just come out of the desert. Here we are, in, you know, starting Lent here on Wednesday, Ash, uh, tomorrow, Ash Wednesday. And, and in this Lenten season, you know, we, 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 I like to say we spend 40 so we can avoid 40. Um, you know, you do 40 mm. to avoid 40, right? So you do 40 days in the desert to avoid 40 years in the desert. Oh, okay. And, um, oh, wow. The reason you spend 40 days to really connect with the Lord is so you can avoid uh, the, the, the heart, and heart yeah. of 40 years. And so, but when Jesus is coming out of the desert, Come on. He's full of the Holy Spirit. He goes to hometown preach. I mean, it's kind of like homecoming. I know I, I grew up, uh, especially in, uh, in ministry where some local small country churches, they have their big, their big uh, annual event is homecoming. 
right? Yeah. And so you get all these people come back home and, and it's just great. Um, but here's Jesus preaching at his home church. And as he preaches from Isaiah and as he talks about today, and it should have been great news today, this very day, this passage of scripture has been revealed to you. Guess what? This passage, the Messiah coming to anoint, uh, to, to set the captives free, all of this has come to pass in your very eyes. And, and so what do they do? You know, the church bought a big trampoline and they had a party. Um, <laughs> no. Yes. They Hugs everywhere. They took them to the edge of a cliff mm. and they went. And this past year uh, or two years ago, I think right before COVID, Pam and I, my wife, We've been blessed to take uh, several trips to the Holy Land, as uh, we call them pilgrimages. And a lot of times, right in, during uh, December, it's you know just what a great way to celebrate Christmas mm, and to be wow. in the Holy Land. And, and so um, this last trip, after several trips, this last trip, we were actually finally able to stand on the precip of that cliff. Wow. Oh. This ain't, you don't play. They ain't playing. Hmm. This was to kill you. This wasn't to give you a headache. This wasn't to just kind of bruise you. Right. You go over this cliff, sharp, jagged, you die. And they took him to this cliff because the church clashed with the kingdom. And, and, and then you get into the, you know, all the, you know, and I think as pastors, as people of, uh, who love people, I went into this thing. I, I really thought it was pretty simple. I really thought this was pretty simple. I, I love Jesus. Jesus loves me. I want to love people so much so that they can love the Jesus that I love and they can know the Jesus that loves me the way that, you know, they can love, they feel yeah. the love of Jesus the way Jesus loves me. That's it. That really was why I went into ministry. I just wanted people to feel the love of Jesus. And so you get into a small church and any, maybe any church, but I know for my, my, uh, my context, you get into churches where there's been some control. There's been some yep. pockets of here's what we've always done. Here's kind of how we do it. And you start yeah. bringing in, you mentioned about how you know, doing ministry in a different context. I really think there's a difference between church ministry and kingdom ministry. I think that's why Jesus told us in his, very, his first Sermon on the Mount, seek ye first the kingdom. kingdom. Now, I think the last, and the last thing I'll say, I'll be quiet for a second, but yeah, this is kind of passion of mine because I really think that this is a, this, I think it eats people alive sometimes, uh, leaders and pastors, and but also people in the pews. I think yeah. there's this sense, and I think the world watches. What, I mean, the world watches this battle between church and kingdom, and it should not be. There should not be a battle. Between I remember, Tim, when I first got into ministry, I was in seminary, and I had a student pastorate. And I, I got into this little country church, right? Little country church, middle of nowhere, 15 people. Uh, and I say this with love, but they were like the island of misfit toys. You know, no one really belonged, but they all were there. And my first Sunday I showed up and it was usually the, the wife of the pastor that had to play the piano. My wife can play the piano. She can play two songs and they're really well, but they're Christmas, <laughs> Christmas song and a baptismal song. So I showed up with my guitar and I was playing songs and I was playing Be Down My Vision. And this lady in the front row or not front row, no one was sitting in the front row. But she just stopped me after the song and said, play some songs we know, you know, and she started heckling me. And, you know, that was my first experience of being in a pastor of a church. And I was dealing with churchy people. And so for me, like this idea of churchy people hasn't been something that just has happened or had just happened. It's been happening mm -hmm. and for many years. And there's this decision as we even see the Jesus like, you're going to be about the church. You're going to be about the kingdom. 
And I think that's something, it's an easy trap. Don't you think to fall into be churchy? It's a safer way to go in some ways, but it produces it, a. Un... Absolutely. I think it's because it's been so, it has been so entrenched into the DNA of our churches. Our very first, the, the very first experience, Pam and I, uh, 25 years ago, walking into a country church, Pam has two kids in tow. We have, we have three full, uh, we have three grown uh, adult kids now, but with this at the time, two kids in diapers and all that. And she's towing two kids. I'm meeting and greeting everybody. Church of about 25 to 30. She puts her stuff in the very back pew. She puts the diaper bag and, and in, the, in the very back pew. And then she goes around, two kids in tow, right? Arm in arm. And she's trying to meet people like a good pastor's wife. You know, I think she can play two songs as well. And, um, <laughs> and so she, maybe the same two songs uh, that Krista can play. And so she comes in and she goes back after, you know, right before the service starts, she's go, she goes back to that back pew where she had placed her bag, her diaper bag, wasn't there. There's an old couple there, an older couple there. And they, they kind of nodded at her and they, she, she's looking around. Her diaper bag had been moved, not just one pew over, but across the aisle, like three pews up, because they said, well, these are all our pews. Well, <laughs> welcome. Good morning. Yeah, welcome. welcome to church. Your very first Sunday. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Just do not sit in our pew. And I know that's a stereotype, but I will tell you, yeah. we talked briefly about this. Our culture is at a place. I really believe our culture is such a crossroads right now, guys, that mm. There's a lot of people that just need to know the kingdom Jesus, not the church Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is our heart, right? This is the heartbeat, I think, of people who kind of have caught a vision that the kingdom. And as I was saying, I think the kingdom and the church are supposed to be the same, but they're yes. not. They're not. And, and, and that's on us. That's not on Jesus. That's on us. I think the church is supposed to represent the kingdom. Give us a glimpse of what you think, what you, what you mean yeah, like, by that. Talk a little like, bit about, yeah, the difference or maybe give an example what, of like the kingdom. King, I mean, yeah. like what a kingdom minded church would look like. Just, I mean, so uh, the best example I can give you is, is the church I'm at. Yeah. Tell us a little, can you tell us a little bit about yeah. that? If I would follow show notes, I would follow the guideline of Matt that has this beautifully outlined and I don't know what I, you're talking about, but I <laughs> often, so I'm asking for grace right now. Is that a part of the kingdom, Tim? Is yeah. that part of the kingdom? It is part of the kingdom. Tell us great a little story. bit about where you've done ministry these last 17 years. Cause I think you have a great, great story. Anyways, so <laughs> we have a special guest just now. I just saw the special guest. <laughs> awesome dog. Um, so coming about 17 years ago, uh, 18 years ago, coming to Firmer Chapel, beautiful little country church by the creek. Um, but the Firmers same, is that what? It's Firmers, yeah. Not oh, Firmers. Oh, okay. Not Farmers. Uh, not, not crappy. Not crappy. Not not crappy. Firmers. It's in Cordon, in Indiana, <laughs> and we. The church was dysfunctional to say the least. Uh, I, it was it was like a turtle. I mean, the turtle, you know, like a turtle when they get scared, shrinks in. You know, the, the lion of Judah is supposed to be the mascot. So there, here's a king. Here's a here's a difference. The mascot for the kingdom is a lion. A lot of times, the mascot for the church is a turtle. You're scared because you have no resources. You have no money. Uh, you know, COVID has scared you. Politics has scared you. Everything has scared you. So you shrink in. And that, so again, just, you could, I think for me now, after years of this, I think I, it's for me kind of easy to see a lens of a church and a lens of a kingdom. But when I got here, I really wanted, and this wasn't my first appointment, but it was one of my first appointments. And I was associate pastor before. And so I've come here and for instance, we had, um, we had 15 checking accounts and 13 treasurers and eight of the 13 treasurers were related. 
And, 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 and at the end of the, at the end of the six months, you know, we were like $3,000 missing. And, and the, one of the treasurers who said, Oh, that happens all the time. Like, <laughs> no, it doesn't happen all the time. It shouldn't happen all the time. Right. Um, there's a, you know, we had a Sunday school class. We started a Sunday school class for unchurched people who had questions. So we started first year here. We started, uh, and so a bunch of unchurched people started coming and they were ragtag and, and we were kind of a rural area and, and they can't, you know, they came with their cigarette butts in the parking lot and all that. And, and they came and, and they grew quickly. We had a, we were meeting in a Sunday school classroom um, that held about eight to 10 people comfortably. We, we had 25 within the first few weeks. Well, right down the hall is this big conference boardroom where the older classroom that had been meeting for 208 years of Firmer Chapel's history had been meeting. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some of the same members were there. And so but, uh, John George was there. He was in the back. But, um, and, we're, and there was, there was a room for about 30, 32, 34 people in that room. Eight people averaged. Okay, I don't know, guys. I'm not great at math, but I don't know. Notice my hands, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just switch, right? We just, just switch like, them. Just switch them. No big deal. Yeah, no big no deal. brainer. No big deal. It's a no brainer. Just switch them. So yeah. we did. If there was a cliff, if there was a cliff, because it got really ugly really quick. And uh, I actually got punched that Sunday morning. I got punched by the husband of the woman who had taught that class for 50 years. She, he came up to me, we had a lock-in that, night, that, that Saturday night. We had a llama. We actually had a llama come as a special guest that night. Remember Napoleon Dynamite? That, oh, that yeah. So oh, we yeah. had a llama. Somebody, we decided to bring a llama in. Uh-huh. And it was crazy. Anyway, that's that's a whole different podcast, probably. But so, but uh, but so the llama comes <laughs> in. And <laughs> we have this lock in. We got thirty kids, of which you know twenty five of them don't even go to church, right? Yeah. Um, right. That's awesome. And so they come in. It's awesome. They come in. They're sitting there eating their donuts, you know, and with with uh, milk the or llama. orange juice, and they're right. all sleepy eyed. And this guy comes around the corner, yelling and screaming, and literally he tags me in the in the gut. He hits me in the stomach saying, how dare you take my wife's Sunday school classroom? That is church. Yeah. Kingdom says, whatever we can do to make sure that the least of these, the disenfranchised, those who don't know the kingdom yet, those who don't know the love of Christ yet, I think the church has unfortunately fallen into the trap for years and years and years, but we see it now more than ever. And this is the time I think it has to change because um, you know, Christianity is on a decline. Um, there are more people not professing faith in Christ than ever before. Uh, COVID helped that. COVID helped uh, break people out of attending church and making it a habit. And all this thing, all, all of the part, this culture has a perfect storm for the, for the church to regain the vision of the kingdom. But unfortunately, if the church continues to hold on to the kingdom, there's going to be more fistfights. There's going to be more fighting over rooms than there are people lost in the kingdom. And so the yeah. church cares more about the property within the within the building of the church they care more about finances they care more about what's happening within the building than they do about the people who make up the kingdom and that's really the hard, that's the hardest definition but that's the truest definition yeah yeah we had talked about a couple episodes ago we had talked about some of those statistics of um just sort of the exodus from the church of even churchy people and and we highlighted i the I think there's an opportunity. Um, you know, Alex and I talked about this as an opportunity for, uh, and Absolutely. to use your verbiage to, for the kingdom, because I believe that the churches who are focused more on church as opposed to the kingdom, like they're dead in the water. Like they're gonna, yeah. they're going to be. 
Well, done. and the, th- the thing is, is that they were dead in the water before. Yeah. And I, I love that. Like right now, I feel like the scales are falling off, right? Like, and you're either choosing to actually see what it means to be in ministry. That means you're like, and I think a big piece of this kingdom language is like, it has to, we have to come back to this as leaders of the church, the three of us are pastors, is that I forget who says it, but I think they wanted me to forget to say it, but it's that quote of you need to preach and be forgotten. And it is time for the people of God, the awakening, the revival to come alive last week, last this last week uh, or whatever. What is it? I don't know. Sunday, I preached on Josiah. You know, remember Josiah where they found they were did a remodel of the temple and they found the scrolls. And then all of a sudden they started. There was a revival because they came back to the word of God. They read through Deuteronomy and were like, we're a people of God. We're on fire for this. This is this is. This is not temple work. This is not, you know, just going through the motions. This is bigger than us. And I love, I think that's the kingdom where it's like, where do we see Jesus Monday through Saturday? And how are we equipping people? And how are we being equipped to make that happen? And uh, Sunday should just be a celebration of the labor of the labor of love throughout the week. Yeah. And how we're going to step even into if that, Sunday you know? and, and even the things, and I know that you're, you do stuff all that you got stuff going on 24 seven there, Tim. And, and, uh, it, cause it's around is the, the world, key, around I mean, the world you're doing stuff. How many? You know, yeah. I mean, talk about that. Like you, you, you've been really intentional about that kingdom idea in this really, really big, like scope, like talk some about that. So, and I know, Alex, you mentioned something about this just earlier and uh, just as we were doing, uh, just having a conversation that internationally, I will tell you, internationally has changed us locally. So mm-hmm. a lot of churches have this idea that if we get strong enough locally, then we'll probably send some money somewhere. I think the reverse is absolutely true. You go international, you go on a trip. I, I, I tell folks here all the time, if I could make anything mandatory, and I won't probably do this probably, but if I could make anything mandatory... <laughs> It would be get your butt on the plane, get your butt out of the pew, get your butt on the plane and go on an international mission trip for a couple of weeks. Go without water, go without food that you like, go without sleep, hang out with people that don't speak your language. Um, put, put yourself in a place that's really hard, that's really uncomfortable, and then come back and be changed and transformed knowing that the life you have is uber, uber blessed because you, the 89, 85 to 90% of the world doesn't have that kind of blessing. And, and so come back and kind of be transformed and changed and then uh, allow the Holy Spirit to, to do something with that. that we experienced that. And, and so today we have, it's up to about 12 to 15 international, either church plans or partnerships we have, but they've blessed us. Yes, we try to bless them, but we come back with how in the world, I mean, you see these stories with Ukraine, you see these, you see them worshiping in subway stations and you see them worshiping in squares. You see the churches in Russia who have come together at the penalty of, of, at the risk of penalty of imprisonment and possibly even death, possibly uh, uh, don't know what that regime is right. like right now. Right. And, and they come and they worship and they pray and they, and, and that's what we see internationally where here uh, we just see this, this very, and I hate to use this word, but it's kind of a hard word, but kind of a perverted idea of what the church is supposed to be. And, yes. and it's very self-centered. It's very self-oriented consumer. And, and consumer, very much consumer. You come mm-hmm. in and you purchase what you want, um, and uh, it's just it's just disheartening. But I think I think internationally, uh, Matt and Alex, I think 
that's where we have just grown. I spend right now, I spend probably more time on this format on Zoom with international contacts each week than I do locally right now. Uh, with 12, we, we have leaders, we have pastors, we have missionaries, we have worship leaders, we have people that want to learn. They, they're hungry. Oh my gosh, they are just hungry. And they don't do it perfect and they don't do it right. But man, you just see the heart of the kingdom pulsating yeah. within them, right? Can I make a connection here? Because I know, uh, because I've left a voicemail on your phone, I know what your favorite day is of the year, is. Uh, which is Pentecost. Is. And I mean, when you start talking about kingdom stuff, it just starts to begin to resemble or, you know, look like what took place in Pentecost, where all of a sudden God opens up mouths to speak different languages, to reach new people for, mm -hmm. for the kingdom and to, to radically allow for transformation to, to come in. And uh, I haven't said this a few times in our, in our podcast, but I, I, it's my, it's my phrase, it's my catchphrase, but theology without transformation is no theology at all. And mm -hmm. kingdom people want like kingdom people say, let's switch up classrooms right now. Like it's become sort of a practice. I know we're tear down and set up church, but we're learning that we don't want to keep things the same just because we want to see people just seeing how natural change is and how God is crafting that. But ultimately God wants transformation in you. So why would we not go places that, make us become different a, a church would have or to have a couple of meetings to discuss how to switch classes a kingdom-minded church just simply says 25 8 let's yep. go hey everybody let's just do it and everybody's on the same page but that's just we all yeah. know that well and that's perspective right the kingdom perspective allows us to see things in a different way then, then the church perspective, which is more like you said, is going to, well, no, what's in it for me? Like, and, and, and I'll, I'll chase that just to, yeah. for 60 seconds. I'll, I'll connect with you, Alex, about what you were connecting with Pentecost. I believe as I read scripture and I, my own experience of 25 years of ministry, 18 years here, the spirit of the living God, connecting with the spirit of the living God, the very third person of the Holy Trinity is the he is the one who orchestrates that transformation uh the holy spirit yes. is the one who yep. makes the connection the holy spirit is the one who makes the shift from uh, matt the church perspective to the kingdom perspective yep. the holy spirit is the one and again that's not to take anything away from the father and the son the, yeah. the unity is perfect unity within the trinity but it we know this i mean jesus even said it is good for you that i leave mm. Because the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you so that you can see and love more. You can see more like Jesus, love more like Jesus, and, and live and be more like Jesus, which then what? Ushers in the kingdom. Yes. Yep. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think there's, uh, and I, I, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I'm I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, as I mentioned before, I am more excited in ministry than I have been in a very long time uh, where we are because of the opportunities to really pursue kingdom perspective and transformation and be done. We have to be done with churchy stuff. It's not working anymore. And, and it's, I think a good place for us to, to be, to be honest. And just to wrap up one quick thought about young leaders and how we do this. We talked about this earlier, but I believe one of my privileges is to kind of start investing in my life. Now. I love that quote about being forgotten. I really want my heart now, I think, transformed by the Holy Spirit. And I want 
to just simply pour into young leaders so that they don't fall into that church trap, that they stay in the kingdom trap. It is hard work to move from church DNA to kingdom DNA. It is excruciatingly painful. And to help avoid that, I, I want 18, 19, 20-year-olds who are just coming out of yeah. high school or college or going into seminary, I want them to hear that start in the kingdom. Let's start in the kingdom. And I just know you talked about Pentecost. Our favorite day is Pentecost. We have to fix our steps because the creek turned into a river and broke our steps. I saw that, the yeah. baptism platform. And last year, uh, this is just normal for us now. This is normal for us now, praise God. But I do believe we're more of a kingdom-minded church than we've ever been. But last, just last year at Pentecost, we had 153 baptized in one day. Um, and so wow. you talked about this Pentecost Sunday and, and we just invited the community. And so many of them were the church, but many were just in the community. People who had never even heard of Jesus. They heard about this baptism by the creed and then they came. They came from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And, and it was cow. that for me is yep. the picture of the kingdom, right? So yep. that's amazing, yeah. man. That is good stuff. Hey, we could wow. talk Thank forever you. and we hope you that you're me. on again. Uh, and maybe it'll just be the Tim show. So maybe we'll, just, we'll listen to you now well he's famous i mean he's, well that's this true after this so after we're this, done we'll probably we've done just our go. part now we're we'll now have, maybe yeah, we'll yeah, get an invite my agent now okay. yeah, so, yeah we'll have to go through that maybe we'll, we'll get an invite gosh. after today the hey TJ, we the tj but, show <laughs> but hey we're <laughs> so glad that uh you've yeah shared. thank you so much for your time um, and your ministry and example and hey do you have i mean do you do you have like a minute or two before you go for our I last segment that we like absolutely. to call what's new. Absolutely. So this segment, what's new, uh, Tim is where we, uh, Alex and I kind of just share like, you know, whatever, I don't know, whatever it is. Like it's maybe it's a book or maybe it's a yeah. song or a band or a food or I don't know, whatever. Like for example, yeah. my what's new, uh, for this episode is two things. One, uh, <laughs> this pub cheese with horseradish. So that's, that's delicious. That's a, it's very Did good. Get, very I got good. for, I got something like that for Christmas. And oh yeah, that seems I like a thought Christmas it was just pub cheese. Yeah, and then I, I dipped it in. Yeah, and a like scoop with a. And I didn't pretzel. realize it was Ooh. horseradish, and I was like, and I was like, woo, and then <laughs> yes. I was like, oh yeah. Yep. So, so. Uh, it's I've been uh, enjoying the brand President, I guess is the brand, and yeah, um, I don't know pub cheese cheddar with horseradish, and it's been very good. The other this, Alex, do you know of this brand? The President's brand, yeah. You know, okay. Oh, so, okay. Cool. Sweet. I think so. Yeah. I bet you do. It's good. It's, it's delicious. I'll have to check. I love check it cheese. Out. Yeah. It. Oh, jeez. Look for it in your, uh, you I'm know, not giving up cheese for one. Store. I'll tell no, you no, that. No, no. No. And then the other thing for me, what's new <laughs> is, uh, maybe some of you listeners know, but, uh, my family has a seven, seven month old puppy. It's a cavapoo. Her name is Rosie and she is pretty great. Uh, and also super annoying when she comes inside from being outside and is just muddy and gross and dirty. And so what we've been doing is carrying her from the back door upstairs to basically like the kids bathroom bathtub. And, and we have, you know, the shower head is at the top and the, the bathtub spouts down below and there's no, it, you know, there's no, it's what's the word I'm looking for. This isn't like a handled shower head. It's just like fixed up there. And we'd yeah. have this stupid little cup. That was eight ounces or some stupid little thing. And it was like, boop, boop, trying to pour these little cups over. And I finally was like, no, there's got Good. to be a better way. 
And so now I recommend for my what's new. The other thing is I found this dog bathtub shower <laughs> attachment where I attach this thing to the spout of the bathtub oh, and it becomes this shower spray handled thing. Oh, game changer, <laughs> game changer. I so those are my two what's new for this i have a we have a great dane his oh. name is meshack his shower bath new thing is the creek we just throw them in the creek because oh. there's just no there's no we don't have anything big enough to put a yeah. 200 pound six foot one six foot two dog when it stands on hind legs yeah uh we, yeah so yeah that's our that's oh that's we brilliant have to, we have to get you like ever get in there with them and you like shampoo and shampoo them up and stuff or yeah, i don't know oh, okay. <laughs> i don't is he an in, they, is he an indoor dog or outdoor dog yeah he's indoor okay all right an indoor 200 pound dog yeah that's, that's yeah, a 200 pound lap dog it's good yeah lap dog exactly wow mm-hmm. that is awesome well, uh, Tim, would you like to share anything new? I would, yeah, because yeah. you're talking about the creek. Um, the new thing. So I've been here 18 years, right? And um, and I do a lot of walking, running up and down this road. And so um, uh, it's, my, it's my prayer path. And when I get ticked off and <laughs> my calm yep. down path and all that. Yeah. Every every morning, every morning, my routine early in the morning is to go walk. Been here 18 years. I have never, ever seen, I've seen all kinds of animals. We got raccoons, we got fox, we got deer galore. Uh, we've seen bald eagle. We got bald eagles around the corner here. We've got, I mean, we, I've seen, I mean, except for like, you know, lions and tigers and bears, I've mm-hmm. seen like everything. And, um, but I've never seen just this past week, it's only Tuesday, so Sunday morning and again this morning, I saw a river otter. Oh, Brand new. I've never seen a That's river fun. otter in like its like natural habitat. Yeah. And so I, I was stopped by the bridge up here and I looked down. I see this. It looked like, I mean, there I saw something moving. It was really kind of thick and big. I've seen groundhog and all that. But this was, it got out and it kind of shook, you know. It's a river otter. I've never seen brand new, brand new. Just this week, I've never been here 18 years. I've never seen a river otter before. Not like this. And and uh, it was just kind of cool. Just kind of, yeah. I just that amazed. is very cool. Yeah. I mean, is, they're, they're cool animals. I've never huh. seen one before. Not like this. Yeah. And yeah. So I don't know if it's been around for a while, if it's brand new, but anyway, that's my new thing. It's right a new now. neighbor. You had yeah. a new, yeah, neighbor, new neighbor move in. Yeah. And, that's and, great. And yeah, well, if you know where we are, it's a neighbor because we got no other neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> oh my there you go alex what about you what's new all right man what's new, what's new? i just heard uh the song or this band um called the dip oh yeah and you were saying and so play a little bit of it how for do you feel everybody. about uh this song right here mm. i mean how does this not just hit your soul right i love I mean, it so I think I've been talking about how I've, I find bands. I've been trying to listen to a lot more bands these days. Like, and uh, my goal for this year was to like listen to better music and wear T-shirts. I'm trying to really <laughs> high bar for me. What do you? And so, but I like wear T-shirts of the bands. Uh, or no, just wear like just I, wear I feel like I just always, like T-shirts in general. Yeah. Like I you don't, don't wear like a T-shirt underneath like your sweater. No, like, I wear T-shirts, but like so then it can be seen. So like. I, I like I feel like uh, I cover up my t-shirts too much so it's in my head it makes sense no yeah so, no you gotta let those t-shirts so speak I did get I did I have some give band them a shirt. voice Alex I, I know I have some band shirts so I'm like I'm gonna wear these you know so anyway but um 
the dip. yeah the dips but there's a song and i know that there's a song actually it's a new song called real contender and uh ooh, i like that right now i think it mm. sort of fits what we're talking about are we going to be contenders here mm. you know mm. like i think uh there's a lot to be fighting for I'm, i don't know if that's the right thing but like i think truth needs to be heard right now and uh we get to speak the truth every sunday and i think tony evans so. Tony Evans said, used to say, you're either a pretender or a contender. Yeah. And so in the faith, maybe. Yeah. There it is. See, this is it. So I... Does it get to the... Try to get... Oh. Is no one's... My... No one's... Yeah, it's getting there. Okay. I, um... I think... Oh, yeah. I had the chance to see these guys live. And uh, it was at the Railbird Festival, music festival down uh, in Lexington. Yeah. Is that at Keeneland? Yep. And I did not know who these people were, this band. And, you know, like when you're at those things and you kind of are like, I'm going to go check out the stage and who, you know, the dip or whatever. I was like, that's kind of a dippy kind of a name. And (laughs) and then it was like, and then you start hearing them play. Oh. Yeah. You want that. So anyway, that's my new, that's a good one. Uh, yep. so that's, what's uh, going on. So, Hey, we've made it to the end of episode eight. Yes. Uh, uh, we're so grateful. For yeah. Thank you. Johnson Thanks taking the Tim. time to yes. be here. Uh, we know you, that man. you're a busy guy. Uh, I want to just say thank you for being on the show, but more thank you for being a friend. Thank yep. you for being an encourager. Thank you for loving us because yep. you are uh, awesome. So, Hey, um, keep listening we want to hear your feedback please talk with us and tell us what you think about churchy versus kingdom and Mm. uh, how can we become Mm. that kingdom-minded people together that's why we're doing this podcast because uh, if i wanted to do a podcast and glorify my church i would have done it but uh, i I put up with matt because i want to be exactly so and he does the same no but anyway but we want (laughs) we we want people to know jesus and that they're loved Mm. so hey thanks for listening today thanks for uh 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 making time for this and we can't wait to hear from you and we'll see you soon yeah thanks everybody bye thanks again tim until then bless y'all thank you all